back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to the final segment of the Don't Punt Hour. I am Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got the host, as always, Demorne Pearsonell in studio. And again, this show just took off, I think. What is this, week week two or week three? It might even be week three already. Uh, but again, you can go to the ticketfm.com. It's called the Don't Punt Hour. Get your podcast there, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them from. You can listen to Demorne Pearsonell on a weekly basis. And uh, before we went to break, though, I did ask you about your Bulls fandom because I'm a huge Bulls fan. Uh, not going to lie, there is there was definitely a chapter where I was probably watching more Lakers games just because Kobe Bryant was just kind of my favorite player to watch. But where did that Bulls fandom kind of start for you? For me, it was the Jordan history, and then Derrick Rose just took it to a new level. Um, It was it was definitely Jordan. <laughs> Def, <laughs> definitely Jordan. Um, Growing up back home and everything like that, uh, I, I just was a Jordan fanatic. Um. It just and I'm like I said I was born around the time you know they were on their run and everything like that and just I mean that's everybody you know that's all they would talk about mm-hmm. that when they were on you were just watching it um, same thing like with Michael Michael Vick and everything like especially like that from being back home like when he was on the TV you would just stop what you're doing just to watch so I mean that's where um, the Bulls thing came from and then uh, when Derrick Rose came into the league like. He was a shorter guard and everybody, oh, he can't do it, can't do it. And he was just he didn't just, he didn't say much. He just did it. And it was just like, I like the way he played. He was aggressive, was quiet, and he he, he had no fear. So my favorite part about D Rose is that argument that people are saying he's too small. He shut that up in about two games. Easily. He started jumping over these centers at seven foot and he's like, Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm too small. That, that, that's enough. Not okay. too small when I can just jump out of the gym. Youngest MVP ever. Uh, unfortunately, just the injuries. But I, I will say, he would have been insane if he stayed healthy. Because then, I mean, going through all his injuries, still maintaining the stay in the league, dropping 50 for the Minnesota Timberwolves late in his career. I mean, that guy's an animal. He, he, he still can, in the league. He can, he can, he can still do it. Um, it's probably just getting right back to the certain situation. I'm actually anxious to see him and Ja. Mm-hmm. In the same, I mean, I mean, they're arguably perfect guy to coach. They're arguably, ja. uh, they're arguably the same style type. That jaw is just a little bit taller. I still would give the nod to D Rose. Uh, D Rose is just a different animal. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You got to give the nod to D Rose. I mean, he's got the youngest MVP. And it was one of those years where it was like, no question. You know, you didn't even have to think about it at all. And if he would have stayed healthy, who knows? <laughs> who, who knows? How many he ends I, up I, with? I, I feel like he probably would have got a ship. Oh, for they would have. They would have figured what, out a what, way. What Bulls and uh, Luau Dang? They, 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 they Joe got Kim one. Noah was. Yeah. The, people forget too about that era. Joe Kim Noah was on the MVP ballot That's at right. one point. Like that team was insanity. Was was competing against LeBron in Cleveland. <laughs> yep. The Celtics in uh, Boston mm-hmm. when they had their big three. And, and so I'm like, they they weren't far off. No. That like they they and I wanted. Uh, was did him? No, Jimmy Butler came after D Rose. After, after, yeah. Yep. So, and just think if they would have got, oh, <laughs> what could have been? Man. What could have been? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping this year's gonna be a little different. Uh, do you still keep up with the Bulls quite a bit, or is that a little bit? No, nah, once they once they traded D Rose, they kind of pissed me off. I really every now and then, you know, I'll 
see what they're doing here and there. But uh, if after that, that kind of pissed me off. So um, yeah, fair enough. Does the NBA product like does that? Do you think that's kind of taken a fall with this new kind of era of basketball? I hear it all the time. The viewership numbers they're kind of up and down depending on the year. Do you think that the way the game's officiated now, leaning so much towards the offense, that the product has become less enjoyable for some of the fans? So there's two sides to the argument. You know, if you like you offense, can, you're not going to say that. I mean, you could say that. I mean, it, to, to me, it's just soft. It, Load it, management it, drives it, me nuts. It, it, I mean, I understand that. I get that. They play, what, 70-some games, 80-some 82. Games? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. 83 for the champion of the midseason tournament that they're adding. But at least with the midseason tournament, they're not adding games. Those games will count as part of your regular season. So, I mean, it, it's things have been done before and everything like that, but it's just... You watch it, and then they, it's just a lot of touch foul stuff, and it's just like, like, come on, like, mm-hmm. let them, let them go at it, and then I pay attention to the NBA season throughout the season, and then like, you know, once finals come on, you know, I'm more so actively into it and whatnot, just because nothing else is on. But I'm not no basketball guru or something like that. It's okay, but after a while, I get annoyed with it. Yeah, it's for me. It's always kind of been the load management, you know. And I, I get there's get there's reasoning for it, mm-hmm. but you know, when you got those fans spending that much money, and then you kind of break down, right? You know, one of the segments that did I broke down last year the top thirty scores because those are typically going to be your best players, right? Not always the case. You're going to have some outliers, outliers here and there. Yeah, but for the most part, your best players. Those guys on average took eighteen load management games. So it's like you're not really playing the eighty-two. You're still on. If you're a good player, like you're, you're getting tons of games. Did, didn't off. they just change uh, the rule for uh, MVP? Like a certain, you got to play a, a certain amount of games to even be like to qualify. Yeah, for the it? number. I can't remember what the number is. I think it's something like the forties. I think it's got to be like just over half the season. But obviously, at that point, you're not going to get. Th- it. I, th- I thought it was like fifty something. Maybe it's in the fifties. Um, we can look that up uh, and we can talk about it on the next show. But. Nonetheless, we do got to go ahead and throw it to break here. All right, not break. Let's kind of wrap up the show. Man, this one has been going by in a hurry. While we're going to break, though, I want to say this. I want to ask you how Bo Pelini kind of handled these situations. So, Nebraska football, they got a bye week. Did he keep you guys around, give you things to do, or were you guys like, okay, feel free, go home, get some rest, and come back ready to go? Um, Like, the first three days kind of, like, was more so rest. Um, It was more so visual type stuff so um it was more so you know make sure you're watching film you might have a couple meetings here and there and everything like that but he kind of you know let us kind of like relax like i said for like the first three days um like you know that third day more so a lift right just kind of getting back into that condition back but getting back into it um you know more practices or more stuff that you know that we want to see and everything like that they wanted to see um and then uh Practices weren't crazy, but like you know, no pads. We did you know a lot of helmet shells. Maybe you might you might you might have did like a practice or two with shells just to you know make sure you win and everything like mm-hmm. that is fine. Um, but it was just more so technical on uh, more opportunities to kind of see what people are doing and not just the, the not just a week of you know who we're playing, but you know he would probably like look out like a week ahead, right. Um, like the next like two opponents and everything like that so i mean the bye weeks was fun and chill um he didn't go crazy but like i said you know he made sure that we were off our feet but he also made sure that you know that we weren't doing anything crazy or wild or anything like that and i mean he was fair it was, it was real fair. i felt like you gotta 
give them, you know, a little bit of room to kind of, you know, relax, recover, um, but also, you know, keep them active and keep their minds, you know, stimulated with what, what, what the objective is. Yeah, because I do wonder with Matt Rule, you know, with, with the program where it is right now, obviously it's a big mission to get better every single day. I wonder if you would look at that a little bit differently. Obviously, you're going to give your guys some time off. People, people, people get hurt. Like, you can't balls to the wall. So you're every... saying give them the rest? Yes, yes. Considering how hurt they are? I'd happen to. I'd have to agree. Yeah, you better. <laughs> you might not make it after after these next two weeks. You better. <laughs> we'll get out of here. This has been the Don't Punt Hour. Demorne Pearsonell, host as always. Appreciate him coming in studio. We'll get out of here. Speed and power up next with Megan Walker and a special guest. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.